Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Welcome to Nothing But Net. This is Debbie Antonelli, and I am pleased to be joined with the Yao sisters, Debbie Yao and Susan Yao, on the eve of the Play for K weekend. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be here. Okay, so I'm not going to keep you guys too long, but I, I want to get to um, a couple of things uh, very quickly. One is, we know this is the big Play for K week, and there's a, a lot of celebration going on around breast cancer survivors, and I know. You two are very proud of what your sister has done. But before we get into the actual Play for K games, I want to ask you, starting with you, Debbie, you know, um, as somebody that was a former camper who's been coached by both of you, who, who we all have a great affinity and love for the game, uh, what does it mean to grow up Yao? Well, we're blessed that we live so close to the school, Debbie, grades 1 through 12. We walked to school. We walked home. So that meant the blacktops were very close to us. We could go play ball anytime we wanted to, even if the gym was closed. The gym still stands. I don't know how often it's used. But I can remember uh, Susan playing and uh, mother saying, if it starts to snow, come home. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work out as well as we had hoped at that time. She finally showed up. So it was great to be that close uh, to school and be able to play ball. Susan, uh, you're the All-American in the group out of the three sisters. Uh, we know you had a, a game at, at NC State where you had 23 rebounds. When you think about growing up on the blacktop, as Debbie has so um, eloquently stated about what your childhood was sort of like, what was it like kind of um, tagging along with your big sisters? Well, you know, I had to, to reiterate or to just connect with what Debbie was saying. We kind of grew up really in a Mayberry town. We really did. Had a, and we lived on uh, what they, Dick Street, and it was named after the first doctor in Gibsonville. And that street was just loaded with athletes and kids of all ages, our ages, uh, Kay's age, Ronnie's age. I mean, it was a wonderful street. And if you were going to play ball, you came to Dick Street because we had a field down below our house and you could play football and baseball there. And then you did have the blacktop to play basketball. So, I mean, it was just a wonderful place to really, a town to grow up in. And uh, I think for me, what it meant to be a Yale growing up, I, I followed in my siblings' footsteps. And, you know, when I was little, and, you know, Debbie and I are four years apart, and then Ronnie and I are five, and then Kay and I are, everybody knows, 13 years apart, 12, 13. They always, they had trophies. I didn't have a trophy. <laughs> you know, my mother would display those trophies in the house, you know, as a mother would do and uh, for children. And uh, I used to always think, oh, I can't wait till I have a trophy. I can't. I mean, you know, when I was in the sixth and seventh grade, I didn't have a trophy and they all had trophies. And uh, all I wanted to do was have a trophy like one of them. And so I finally got my first trophy when I was a uh, freshman in high school. And you have your high school athletic banquet. And I was named the MVP of our team. So that was my first trophy. And I was so proud of the fact that I could display that trophy with the rest of the trophies. I'm sure it was a big trophy. And I'm, I know you worked <laughs> hard to get it. <laughs> Debbie, um, what was the uh, influence of your parents on your family's love for sport? You know, Debbie, they both were very good athletes, but there was no money for college. We're all first-generation college graduates. 
uh, I think the the influence they had on us, along with Kay, who was the first to go to college, uh, was that this was the norm. You are going to go. You are going to have a better life, and you're going to have choices that we we didn't have. But when we're growing up, you know, you don't appreciate that as much as you should. And they were as supportive as they possibly could be of what we were doing athletically and academically. I think Susan got the better end of the deal probably as the youngest. I can remember, you know, my dad would come to as many games as he could, but he's working uh, in Greensboro. So we live, we grew up the Mayberry town Susan's referencing is Gibsonville, North Carolina, hometown also of Tory and Terrence Holt. Um, pretty good athletes, um, but you know they they need to work. They were blue collar workers, not college degrees. The bills were coming due, so they did the best they could. But they were both in high school and in uh, what was called mill ball, M I L L. Uh, the mills had ball teams, and and they played. And um, uh, well, I have a picture here in the den upstairs of my mom. Uh, on her team in, in the Mill League. McEwen Mills was the name of it. And also her her senior picture. I think Susan sent that one to me uh, during high, her high school. She also went to Gibsonville. Now, all this is so strange, right? So we all went to the same high school. It existed all those decades. And we were able to walk to school, walk home, and play ball anytime we wanted to. What would you say, Susan, about the influence of your parents on your opportunity to go to college and to play sports in college? Well, Kay did set the standard as far as, mm -hmm. you know, what we were supposed to do as far as our education was concerned. Mm -hmm. And I never felt like I was pressured into playing anything. I just think our parents both loved the games mm -hmm. of football and basketball. And it was on our house, you know, it was in, on Saturdays and Sundays, Sundays, NFL games, Saturdays, you know, college games. TV was always on on sports. So you're just, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of your daily life during the weekends. Debbie, what would you say was one or two of Kay's greatest leadership qualities? I remember her as being patient. I don't think if she were with us today, she would agree, but I, I do. And, and Susan and I having yes. not only been her sisters, but we played for her. We were athletes. We were the first set before she got to uh, NC State uh, for, I think, 34 years. I, I would say patience with us and everybody else as we were, you know, coming along. And the game was new and Title IX was new and the opportunities were new and scholarship. Susan was the first scholarship athlete I ever knew. I wasn't. No, I never got a scholarship. I got a I thought you. Now. I thought you did your I senior year. No, not. Oh, no. my goodness. No. I never knew that. Yeah. I thought it was an academic scholarship back then, Susan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I can't say much about that. <laughs> so patience, Debbie. I would say Kay had great patience with us and her other student athletes. And I think that continued through the years at NC State. Although she did have a saying. And the saying was three words. And we all know it. I don't even have to... Uh, I, I can say three words that all repeated at the same time, one more time, because there was always one more time to run that play, run that option, try to get it a little bit better. You have to be familiar with that, Debbie. Antonelli. Yes, I am familiar with that. And I'm also, uh, I thought it was going to be, uh, what more can we do, even though that's more than three. Um, Susan, what would you think? Um, you know, you say you, I think idolized would be an, uh, a word that you could use about your relationship with Kay since there was 12 or 13 years between you. 
What would you say about her leadership style that you admired the most? She just could relate with anyone. She, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter if your age or, you know, ethnicity or anything. Kay could just relate with anyone at any point in time. And uh, I think that was another thing that made her so special. I mean, she could, you know, she could strike up a conversation and be inter- and inter- and be entertaining to a five-year-old as well as a 16-year-old. So she just had a special gift and be able to do that. Susan, what would you say uh, Kay would be really proud of today if she would look at where women's athletics has gone and then where the KL Cancer Fund has impacted so many? I think it's the game. She would be really pleased with the growth of the game, uh, just how much it's grown, the coverage that, that women's you know, basketball is receiving now, and uh, the opportunities that the student athletes have in the game. I think she would be very you know, pleased with that because uh, – it would, it would be something that I think she would have had a vision for this. This is not something that would have been new to her. She, she had this vision. And I think as far as for the fun is this overall growth and impact and how it's serving and helping people. I mean, I can't, you know, I was at an event yesterday that the fund runs, uh, the run walk for the KL Cancer Fund. And the people that just come up to you just out of, I mean, they're not even related to sports or basketball and just what the fun has done for them and how it has served them, how it has helped them. It's, it's, it, sometimes it really is, it blows my mind the impact that it, that it is having. How about you, Debbie? What do you think? Well, Susan's talking about the fun. This morning uh, was texting with someone who had a great idea and his idea was that the North Carolina Courage uh, could have a K, uh, a fund night uh and I, I just said to him what a fantastic idea and i hope he hope he pursues that there's especially in the state of north carolina any professional women's sports franchise i think would be proud to do that debbie as the leader of nc state and and many other places you've paved a path that not many women have been able to do and i look at your family and, and i think about all the incredible lasting indelible moments and opportunities you've created for others. When you think about your time leading NC State and, and the influence and the impact that Kay has had, I know your family all grew up state fans. Um, you know, how, how do you sum that up? Well, I, I think it was special uh, legacy for me to have the opportunity to come home uh, and to serve as NC State's athletic director was special. Susan came to the introductory press conference and then she brought me a gift after it was all over and I said what is this it was a little box what's in here and you know people still milling around and I'm supposed to be doing interviews but I wanted to find out and she said they're all of Kay's pins all of Kay's NC State pins I had them all since she died and she said that I'm I'm giving them all to you now because you should have them so I do and um they're vintage. Some of them are vintage, and I had uh, I would wear them uh, on special occasions at NC State during my nine years as athletic director. Wow, what a gift, Susan! You had collected all of those and saved those from her. Uh, she left those for you, and you passed them on to Debbie. Is that how that worked? Well, well, you know, when we came passed, we were able to um, decide among ourselves what what we were going to distribute, who was going to get this, who was going to get that. And uh, that was never an issue for any of us. That was not a problem. You know, some families, I mean, it, and so I said, I would like to have her pins. And I mm-hmm. took the pins and, uh, and I did that day, Debbie got, I mean, that was a, it was a wonderful day when Debbie got hired at NC State. 
as <laughs> athletic director. Um, it was a very special day because it did bring it, it brought it all together. And we all ended up at NC State. And that was the greatest thing that we would all have a connection with NC State. Debbie, if, just in case someone watching would be interested, uh, Kay made this incredible video, if you recall, uh, two years before her death. And mm -hmm. you can still access it on uh, the web. If you just, if you just Google uh, Kay Yao funeral video, it will pop up. And it was pretty special then and it still is today. That's a great reminder uh, leading into the Play for K games to take a look at that and, and to think that somebody had put their eulogy together two years before they passed is pretty remarkable. Uh, I have one last thing for both of you. I, I know we could go, you know, there's so many different things we could talk about and, and I, I really want to keep it focused on the Play for K games since that's the time that we're doing this. I just want to know, like for you guys, when you see the teams wearing pink or you turn on the television and there's a play for K game and K's voice and story is being shared. And you know, the impact of particularly the underserved community, how the fund has focused in that direction and what that would mean for K when you just your general feeling about the play for K and the movement and how exciting this particular time is that we celebrate uh, what coach Al has been able to leave with us. I think that's a great question for Susan, having served at, along, alongside of you uh, as a longtime board member of the fund. And I thought about it a lot. You know, I, I, I try not to, um, you know, try not to idolize the situation or the impact that Kay has had. Um, I worry about that sometimes. It is special. It is special that uh, she established something prior to her passing that would, that could benefit others down the road with who were battling battling cancer, particularly that of women. Um, Jimmy V does a great job in his with the men's on the men's side of that, and uh, uh, you know you that her legacy is still alive. It's just is her spirit still here? Um, it's just I mean, uh, it's, it is special. That's all I can say is that it's very very special, and um, uh, it just to me more than anything it keeps her spirit alive, and uh, people haven't forgotten her. And um, um, and that she's still doing something that's uh, benefiting others and helping others. I mean, I I just I just know from yesterday how many people came up to me and told me some stories, and and uh, you know there'll be it'll be like that tomorrow night the KL um, play for K, K game at NC State. I mean, it's just it's a constant. It's a constant about what the fun is doing for her. And I think you know Kay's going to be remembered long. I mean, she'll be remembered much more for what she did for others as opposed to what she did in the game of basketball. Uh, I'm so grateful that both of you took some time to be able to do this. I, I Like I said, we could be here all day talking about stories and telling stories, but if, if there's one other thing as a parting shot that each one of you would like to provide about Kay or growing up or just this weekend is celebrating pink and women's cancers, uh, what would that be, Debbie? I think the thing that comes to my mind is I'm glad she channeled all the energy that she had uh, through the struggles since 1987 uh, into what ultimately uh, became the fund and what you two, along with many other board members and participants have, have done to support research for cancer. I don't think I could say that any better, Debbie. Well, I'm so grateful for both of you. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at the games, hanging out, 
and uh, celebrating all those survivors, which is quite an impression when you uh, look at the halftime at what will take place at NC State, especially at NC State, but places all across the country celebrating survivors. I know she would be proud of that. Thank you both so much for being on Nothing But Net. Thank you, Thank Debbie. You.